edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and for the 37th and final time in 2018, it is a 12 questions version of the podcast, and this time it's with Landon Castle, who is in the last but not least spot. Once again, it is tradition starting in 2012. Landon went last, and uh, the next year he asked to go last again, and he's been the uh, bringing up the rear ever since. So for the seventh straight year, he's in that spot. This is actually the ninth time I've done a 12 questions with Landon Castle. Uh, I've only been doing these nine years, so he's done every single one now and uh, never missed one. One of uh, just a few handful of drivers that, that I can say that about. And something that you should know going into this is that Landon helps uh, give feedback on the 12 questions before the season starts. So he's sort of like the test dummy each year. Like I'll, I'll have a list of questions I come up with in, in the off season, and I'll call Landon up uh, Daytona week, right before Daytona week. And I'll say, okay, here's what I'm thinking of asking. How, what do you think a driver would think of this question? Like how would a driver answer this? And over the, the last few years as I've done this, um, he's sort of like given some suggestions, you know, oh, you, you might want to ask that this way. Cause I don't think a driver would give a good answer to this or something like that. So that's been very helpful. And then, so of course, then the whole year goes by and, uh, then I ask him the, the actual questions for the final edition. So, um, he's answering them and helped um, make them in some ways as well. So that's the background there. This is a, a fun sort of longer podcast because it was a little bit more casual and relaxed than some of the other ones. So let's go ahead and get into the final 12 questions of the season. All right, everybody. Per tradition, I am here with Landon Castle to close out. Is this out. a podcast now too? It's a podcast now too. Yeah. Oh, we've gone to... With pivoting to audio, is that pivoting to audio and transcript? There's a written version of this, okay. but yes, you know you've seen the whole uh, development of this over the years. Um, have you seen the meme on Twitter where they say I had a bot read a thousand scripts of Olive Garden commercials or whatever? Oh, and then yeah, yeah, and they made up the thing. Can we have a bot read all of your twelve question scripts and then do like a twelve questions? <laughs> who, who could help us with that? Like Steve, Steve, Lubinder. Steve Lubinder? Yeah. I'm literally going to text him as soon as this is done and ask him to, to do that. Come up with the various yeah, answers. You can give him all the transcripts, and then we can see what a, <laughs> a, a computer-generated 12 yeah. questions would be. Well, like, you know, enough people have said the same answers. Or like, who has the most punchable face? Who has the most punchable <laughs> face Joey question? Logano. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it would just take people's questions, and it would say, Joey Kozlowski or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, so uh, as as you know, I mentioned, um, you know, you always help out with these uh, before the season. I run them by you. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you for helping once again. Let's see how you answer them yourself. I don't even remember much of the questions. That's good. Our consultation well, this year. So it was in February. February. Yeah. So it's been a while. Um, so Landon, the first question is: How often do you have dreams about racing? The funny thing, I have this belief about dreams that like it nobody cares about your dreams isn't that the truth <laughs> like so you mean when, when i get like i do this to my friends and i do it to my wife <laughs> like she'll they'll start telling me this like i had the craziest dream last night and i, I immediately go i don't care <laughs> i really i i don't give a shit i don't care it's i don't so care true, about your though. dream and then the, and then but you know how people are with telling their dreams they continue to tell their dream anyways and so the entire time i just continue to respond with i don't care about your dream i really don't just care. so right off the bat i just yeah. don't care i don't care but people will go 
hey, you know, damn, I had the craziest thing happen last night. I, I don't was care. here and blah, blah, blah. I don't care. And- <laughs> your mother was there, but it wasn't your mother. It was actually your aunt. Right. And... <laughs> And you're just like, yeah, sorry. And she was talking to you, but she, but her lips weren't moving, and it was insane. Yeah, I don't care. It's kind of like when somebody tells you about their fancy football team. I don't care. You're just I, like, I don't care about your dude. Fantasy I have these three team. receivers. Yes, you, you know, I sorry. Don't, I don't care that yeah. you <laughs> drafted Jason Witten, and you shouldn't have because whatever. I don't care. So you approved this question to be on the twelve questions, basically. You endorsed it, and yet you don't care about dreams. Well, I feel like the answer to my question was good content. Oh, okay. So isn't that we're all we're here about the content? I I do okay. So I will tell you the recurring racing dream that I have had my entire life. I don't care. Exactly. See, that's <laughs> the point. Nobody cares. But you, since you asked the question, I'm going to answer it. Okay. I I don't know the la- I don't know how often I have racing dreams, but I do have one recurring racing dream, and it is that it's an actually a foot race. Huh. And that's that's what it is. like. It's I'm at the racetrack and a starting lineup with the rest of the competitors and it's a 300 lap race but i'm running i'm not and i'm running in a tight circle it's not a big track either i'm not like running a marathon it's like a tight little sur- foot race and i'm like elbowing people out of the way so my You're racing like, oh my dream god is there's like, jimmy yeah i'm like it. you know elbowing him okay chicken winging <laughs> so my recurring racing dream is a is that it's a foot race okay well i'd, I'd pretend to be interested but i don't care yeah Number two is if you get into someone during a race, whether it's intentional or not, does it matter if you apologize? Um, I don't think it should matter. I don't. Um, I don't typically get into all that. I don't. I, don't, I think it's stupid to do the texting after a Monday after. Um, sometimes, I mean, I'll converse with other drivers afterwards, and just be like, oh, "I didn't mean to get into you that one lap," or, you know. I don't know, but it's just like when I hit people or when they hit me, in my opinion, it's racing. And I think that I don't take it personally. And I think other people shouldn't take it personally. I don't, I, I can, I doesn't, it's, it blows me away how we go to places like Martinsville and, and then we get mad at each other for running into each other. It's like, what did you have? just, what did you expect? You know? Um, I mean, at Martinsville, I hit JJ Yaley like for three laps in a row and I really wasn't intentionally hitting him. I was just trying to run really close to him because I wanted to, to I was faster than him and I wanted to get as close as possible to him so that I could stick my nose in and make and get the position. And I just wasn't my splitter was hitting under braking and the car wasn't driving really perfect, so I kept bumping into him and he started flipping me off. <laughs> and I get he was starting to get mad at me and I'm just like, dude, get just get over it. You know, and I haven't even talked to him about it cuz it doesn't matter. I wasn't going to text him after the race. I just so the whole texting and apologizing, I think, is stupid. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Landon, what is the biggest compliment someone could give you? Man, I don't know. I don't know. You approve these questions. I, I did. I don't, <laughs> um, what is the best compliment that somebody could give you? That's that's actually that is a interest. That's a good question because you're causing me to really seek into my my like what is my vanity what is the vein what do i what am i what approval am i seeking from society right (laughs) so the the subtext of this question is is somebody going to give a racing answer which many have or is somebody going to give an answer about oh i want to be you know good dad or whatever which many have as well so it's sort of split so i don't know i still don't have an answer yet but i was uh, i i my mind instantly went to racing like what is it 
what do I like to hear from people? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I like I like to hear from people, uh, it, or it always makes me feel good when people are just like, "Gosh, I don't know how you did that." That's a compliment. Like, doesn't matter. I don't, it doesn't matter if if it's your qualifying lap or how good you are on old tires or how did you do? Like, I don't understand how you do that. How are you so good? on long runs or how are you just able to bust off a lap every time i feel like that's a great compliment hmm. yeah so it is as opposed to saying "Ooh, he's always good at this kind of thing or he you know this is what he does it's just someone just being so just they don't understand how you're able to accomplish what you accomplish that's a comp that's a that's a pretty nice that makes you feel good because it makes it feel like oh it comes natural <laughs> i like that okay yeah. i can see that uh, NASCAR comes to you and they're like, Landon, we're bringing this uh, celebrity to the race and we'd love for you to host them. Um, who's a celebrity you'd be really excited to host at the track? I'd like to bring Kanye to a race. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. yeah That'd be, be very interesting. Yeah, it'd be cool. Seeing him around the garage and yeah. like, would he go on rants? You know, like, yeah. like, you know, a lot of times they bring celebrities on the pre-race stage where the microphone is nearby and you guys shake their hand as you come off the stage. Right. Would Kanye be staying there and he'd like get on the mic and like start addressing the crowd going off on a rant? Yeah, like if he was like a like a grand marshal or something like that yeah. or spoke at the driver's meeting. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Okay. Yeah, or Donald Trump. It'd be cool to have Trump at a race. That he would, could be our guest, the, the team guest. We could the, just see how polarizing the fans, if they enjoy it or not the problem with that is is uh (laughs) and i heard this i I wasn't around when when bush came but um a lot of people have told me that the security nightmare that day because like the secret service makes you go through so much to get in and out of the garage to get in the media center to get in the parking lots so that's a whole headache in itself but i think i think president trump at a nascar race as like a guest spending time at a nascar race would be a headache for Secret Service because Trump would strike me as a person that would just like to go off and do his like he would see a car in the garage and be like oh I'm gonna go check it out and now all of a sudden they're like oh that's not part of the schedule he's not supposed to be going there I don't know yeah so it'd be that would be interesting okay Landon I'm gonna have to completely flip this question around for you because uh, the, the question I've been asking all year is in an effort to show this is an health a health conscious sport NASCAR offers the number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race. The first driver willing to go vegan for one month. And I've been asking people, would they do it? You are vegan or last I checked, you have yes. live a vegan lifestyle. So obviously you would do it. So I guess the question is, uh, for you, would you go off vegan for a month to get the number one pit stall in one race for one race? Absolutely not. You wouldn't do it. No, I am close. No, it, because that would just mess you up or like you're just opposed to it i just i haven't i just have no interest in eating meat hmm. and i don't really yeah i don't know i don't know man it's really hard i feel like i've you know now it, there is always that debate of everything has a price right so it starts with the number one pit stall but what if it was you get to have cole Pern as your crew chief for a year <laughs> <laughs> yeah or, yeah or you make the playoffs. Yeah, or, you know, where would you trade a Daytona 500 trophy to be able to eat meat for a month? Right. Or to have to eat meat for a month. Yeah, That raises the stakes. It does. But that wasn't your question, so. 
I, it was I number think, one pit stall, and for number one pit stall, I'm out. I don't know how you. The vegan stuff is really hard because you know, like I live in Portland, Oregon, and there's a lot of vegan places, yeah. and so we end up eating a lot of vegan meals, vegan barbecue, vegan quesadillas. There's yeah. stuff down the street from us, but you're traveling, you're on the road mm-hmm. all the time, and yet you're able to keep this up. No dairy, no meat. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. It's gotten a lot easier even since I started eating eating a plant-based diet. Um, and really, the the easiest default for me is to find a Whole Foods or like a health food store. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's places like in in Scranton, Pennsylvania, that doesn't have a Whole Foods, and you would think is like, oh man, where are we? How am I gonna eat vegan there? And there's this fantastic health food store in in Scranton that that is has. I mean, I go there and stock up every time I go. So hmm. uh, it's and it's got like I said over. I've, I've been vegan for about five years now and um it's it's gotten easier since since i even started interesting yep so it is doable okay landon it's time for the random race challenge i picked a random race from your career you have to tell me where you finished you know a lot of people have gotten these right on this year and i realize i i've only gone back you know to you know five four or five years to not make it too hard on people since this is the last one i figured i could go pretty far back so i'm going 10 years back for this one oh boy however the trade-off is for this is that you were in a good car at the time maybe you remember you know it was your jrm days driving in the xfinity series so um this is the 2008 xfinity race at irp oh i finished uh i got a top 10 i think i finished sixth maybe i I, hang on i've I that 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 is a um, that is a special race that stands out to me. As you were describing that question, I was like, I'm not going to remember. I'm uh-huh. not going to remember what because I have a horrible memory. But and I'm not like Mark Martin who <laughs> has this like. I think first of all, I think Mark makes it up <laughs> half the time. I think he's oh, we had a 500 river spring. Yeah, whatever, Mark. <laughs> I'm just teasing on it. I, but uh, the I got I got a top ten the week before at Gateway. I'm pretty sure I got top 10. I think I finished sixth at gateway the week before. And then at IRP, that race went really well for me because I started running the top, like rim riding the top in that race. And if I remember right, that might've been one of the last races at IRP in the Xfinity series. I think it was the last one that I ran. Really? Um, I also ran the truck race that weekend, but I didn't run, I didn't run very well in the truck. Um, but I rim rided in the race and I was really fast and I either finished like sixth or eighth on long Actually runs. seventh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sixth or eighth. Got seventh. Yeah. Okay. You started thirteenth. Yep. Kyle Bush won this race. You yep. finished right behind Kale Gale and head of Joey Logano. Yep. You you also finished I mean, this was a time in your career you finished ahead of Logano, Carl Edwards, Brad Keselowski, and Clint Boyer in this race. So Wow. Wow, it's good. Good race for you. That was a good driver. So you remembered back that then. one. <laughs> um, okay, Landon, who is the best rapper alive? By the way, before you answer this, this question pretty much bombed this year. I was really hoping that people would maybe like either reveal that you know they don't listen to rap at all, or like have an intelligent conversation about the merits of like you know Kendrick Lamar versus Lil Wayne or something. But most people either most people didn't know any rappers or would just say Eminem. So, 
I mean, I don't know who the best rapper alive is, but I mean, J. Cole went platinum with no features, so that's pretty sweet. So you're going to say him, J. Cole? I think I like J. Cole. Okay. <laughs> you listen uh, to a variety of music. Takashi69. So. <laughs> I'll, that's you know, terrible. <laughs> I'll, take your, uh, I'll take your word for it. Um, Did that question just bomb? Because we didn't get an insightful. Because it just, you know, I, I thought it'd be funny to ask NASCAR drivers about rappers, but it just wasn't that funny. So, the question is best rapper alive. My engineer alive, John yeah. is showing Tupac. Literally course. wrote Tupac on his hand and held it up, and he and so that shows shows us two things about John. Number one, he believes that Tupac is alive. Okay. <laughs> he's he's met him. Uh, number two, he thinks he's the best rapper. So John believes that Tupac is alive. <laughs> that seems that's fair enough. Could have said that this year, yeah. That's fair enough. Um, Landon, who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? I thought that was a question last year. Well, it was Dale Jr.'s question to the next guy last year, and it got some attention. I decided to make it a permanent most question this year. Punchable face. He's probably Kyle Busch. A lot of people have said him. Really? Well, either, either Kyle Busch or Keselowski were the most common answers this really? year. Really? Yeah. A lot of people wimped like, out on this question, though, to be honest. I mean, I feel like Brad has a nice, you know, when he has a good, genuine smile, like a not not his, like, his his uh, promo smile, but, like, his <laughs> genuine, like, he's got a nice smile to him. Kyle, come on, Kyle. He just, you know, he's just got that... <laughs> Kyle, I'm going to punch you next time I see you. <laughs> you can. Okay. Um, NASCAR enlists three famous Americans to be involved with your team for one race as part of a big publicity push they're doing. They're going to bring Tom Hanks, Taylor Swift, and LeBron to the track. You have to pick one to be your crew chief, one to be your motorhome driver, and one to be your spotter. Who do you assign to which role between T-Swift, LeBron, and Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks, T-Swift, LeBron, spotter, bus driver crew chief right the three most important positions <laughs> is that one? um i think i want lebron to be my crew chief okay i think uh, tom can be the uh spotter and taylor can be the motorhome driver okay but i like taylor Swift's music my oh, wife okay. my wife likes taylor Swift's music so okay yeah so she can drive the bus you know she can set everything up she can play with the kids and the wife and we can spend some quality time with her on our downtime yeah and i feel like lebron would be a good leader good coach a good crew chief and if tom keeps me entertained up on the spotter stand that would be yeah <laughs> be good um what is the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom follow ryan newman because <laughs> he's a blocker or because he knows where to go because he knows where to go oh okay and he's a blocker. <laughs> he just blasts through the crowd. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the 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 best way to find a pre-race bathroom is I've pretty much been doing it for long enough at these tracks that I typically know where to go. Which ones have buildings and which ones have porta potties and where they're at. I yep. think this question. Another good way to do that question would be like, when do you do your pre-race before or Wait after? Wait a minute, I'm telling you, you you helped come up with this question. Now you're changing the language in the last one of the year. 
like you you well you just never this. know until you're in the heat of the moment on how it actually but comes I, across. I think this question actually was good this year for the most part you, they got some interesting answers a lot of drivers would sort of perk up when they'd hear this, this i think this they might like oh man that pre-race bathroom trip i, I just brings back so many good memories <laughs> i'm gonna perk up for this question people either had like secrets or like oh yeah this is important yep. something they don't typically get asked about so i don't I think, know about secrets i don't know if i have any pre-race bathroom secrets i think i mean there's there's a porta potty at martinsville that nobody knows about that i always go to that there's never a line because martinsville is such a tiny infield that the crew guys drivers like the the main bathrooms are kind of at the at the um start finish line but the cars right. always line up towards like turn three and four um so there's like one porta potty that everybody goes to and there's always a line with like crew guys and drivers and everybody there's one that i go to that is out of sight wow and i never have a line we're gonna have to follow so, you and find that yep. find out where that is yep Landon NASCAR misses the highlight reel value brought by the Carl Edwards backflips and they decide a replacement is needed. How much money would they have to pay you to backflip off your car after your next win? Oh man. Um, I mean, if I knew I was going to get a win, then I would definitely, they wouldn't have to pay me anything. I would just, just do it for free. I would just train for a backflip. Okay. How, do you think depending you're on the results of that if, if they can pay my medical bills uh-huh <laughs> okay um i don't i don't know if I, I don't think i'm capable of doing a backflip i think when i was a kid i was able to do one like on a trampoline mm-hmm. but um I, I haven't done a backflip since i was a little kid so that would take some training this question i think i had a different intent with it or like we talked about before the season i think it would have been revealing if like to see what drivers price point were like Denny Hamlin probably you know I thought would be like oh it's gonna be you're gonna have to give me millions we're like you know back marker driver or something like that yeah like oh (laughs) shit but uh it didn't really turn out quite that you know a lot of people thought practically about it and like you said well geez you know I just pay my medical bills or pay for the training so it didn't quite have the intent that I was going for but that's why you asked the questions okay so now we're down to the question from the last driver it was Austin Dillon he says, Landon, if someone sponsored you on the condition that you grow your hair all the way out to your knees, would you wear it that length and keep it that way until you were done racing? I assume to keep this sponsor happy. If I had that sponsor for my entire, if I knew I was going to have that sponsor for as long as I had the hair that long, then yeah. You would. Yeah, that's like guaranteeing, especially if it was like a big sponsor. If it, you know, if I could if it was enough money to be really competitive or something like that yeah it would be worth it it'd be worth the money that's that's a lot of hair to try to tuck in your helmet or whatever guarantee if it was like a guarantee if you're sitting here saying you have a guaranteed career-long sponsor right if you had hair down to your butt right or knees or whatever first of all i don't know if my hair could grow that long but seems like it's well on its way some some of these days yeah it does (laughs) Um. Yeah, I would do it. Okay. Then, because from that point on, I'd never have to f- seek for sponsorship, and we could just build our team and make cars go fast. Okay. So, Landon, assuming that uh, the patrons don't all cancel their accounts between now and next year, and I'm back for the next season and doing this once again, uh, we'll be doing this Daytona 500 week. So do you have a question I could ask a driver 
who knows who it'll be going into next season. Man, I feel like I've had some good questions in the past. It's hard to back them up. Dude, tell me about it. This is the problem with the actual 12 questions themselves now. I'm like in the Running out of ninth questions. year of doing this. Yeah. My problem is like, I feel like the, uh, the ultimate 12 questions accomplishment is when one of the driver submitted questions actually gets on the list to be one of the 12 questions. Like right. that's when you know you've made it. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, I have to go back and check this. That just struck a thing in my memory. I think I took stole one of your questions for this year. I think one of the questions that was on here. Now I can't even remember which one. That's probably one of the ones I criticized. No, yeah, it probably <laughs> it's is. Probably yeah. one of the ones I was. Like, I think one of the ones I took from last year uh, might have made it on it for permanently, and then you got, I made you change your question. That either happened two years ago or this year. They all run together, but um, yeah, you're right. They do sometimes make it on permanently. Man, a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. I was thinking I was thinking something social media related. It depends on if you have a, if your first driver is a active social media driver. Odds are yes. Cuz most I, of them are. Right? My I think my question is Are you thinking about quitting social media? Are you thinking about quitting social media? Yeah. And but but that maybe the follow up to that question that you have to tell them is don't just give me a generic, oh, yeah, I would love to get off social media. Like, no, seriously, like, like, what is it? what will it take to just drop it all, like, to just put our phones down? Hmm. So you feel like the backlash uh, is going to get some people at some point and drivers think about, you know what, why am I on this kind of thing? Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, I go through that sometimes. Yeah. It's just like, why am I do? Why am I spending so much time on my phone? Yeah. You know, but... You justify, you know, we justify it because it's just like, well, that's that's maybe part of the job. Is it? Is it part of the job? Is it part of building my fan base? Is it part of keeping people? I don't know. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. And then sometimes it's just be like, whoa, my maybe my actual life around the within the confines of my personal space would probably be better if I wasn't on social media. Well, the new screen time thing. You're a Mac guy, so I know you have an iPhone. Yeah. Do we have the do we have the balls to, to pull out our screen times right now? Oh, God, I don't know. Get your I, phone out. I will, but Get it's your phone very out. sobering, though. You know what I mean? Like, it tells you, and you're like, damn, this is not what I wanted to hear. Oh, maybe that's my question. Maybe that's one of the 12 questions next year is get out your screen time. <laughs> will you will you share your yes. screen time with us? Um, mine's not loading. Mine's not working right now. Okay, what just well, happened? I don't know why does yours, it's not does yours, showing. Mine's, mine's the same thing. What it, just happened? Normally it does. Well, you'll have to fix it, but mine is... Okay, so you can share yours. Five hours a day. I think actually mine was significantly more than that. Really? Recently. Really? But uh, that's a guy who probably works even... you. That's my excuse, though. You work even more on your phone. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah gonna have to be dialed down with the baby and everything can't be like oh here wait wait while i check my tweets you know i mean i don't know though like you look at my saturday sundays i'll i'll send you a screenshot of this just to just so that you can include it in the uh that way you can include it in the article i'll i'll share it on the i'll i'll the the postscript to this podcast i will i will share it yep i spent almost eight hours on twitter in a week in a week yeah, I'm definitely more than that, unfortunately. 
I mean, but you look at like Thursday. Thursday, I was, I probably, I must have spent probably eight hours on my phone because that was, my average is that green line and that's fine. Right. You know, Friday and Saturday, I spent below average. Sunday, I spent below average because it's race day. 35 right? hours of your week was on looking at the screen. Not great, probably. That is not great. How, how soon will you let your children have screens? This is what I'm starting to wrestle with already. Um, I, I mean, I, I want them to because I think that they're going to live in a software internet society. Mm-hmm. So they need to be savvy. Like, I think one of the best things for me was being internet savvy at a young age. Right. Spending a lot of time online. But so, but, I but think now life you're would, saying it's too much, though. Well, I just, I do, I still think that life would be happier if we didn't have all that. But I don't. Know. Yeah, <clears throat> you it's know. a tough balance. So, but I'm not like gonna keep my kids from having technology when technology is what teaches you skills, the skill sets that are important for the, for our future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, we've dived down into a philosophical rabbit hole to uh, end the twelve questions. As so. always. Thank you, Landon, and I appreciate you, as always, for doing this and being last but not least. Thank you, Jeff. All right, everybody, so there you have it. A couple things to note there. First of all, uh, I, for some reason, couldn't remember that it was two years ago where Landon's question ended up on the 12 questions permanently. He was the one that came up with the what is your middle finger policy on the racetrack that was on last year's 12 questions. And then the screen time thing, um, I couldn't get my screen time working as you heard when we were, when we were in there, but I promised to, uh, go back and let you know what it was since he said he was on for a little bit over five hours per day for the screen time. Unfortunately, mine is actually eight hours, 39 minutes per day. Um, and I was actually on Twitter for 27 hours out of a week. I was, uh, looking at my screen for 60 hours out of last week. This is just the last seven days that I've been looking at it here. So um, that's not great, but I will be posting the screenshots of this along with the screenshots from Landon's uh, iPhone that he texted for this interview um, onto the written portion of this interview on jeffgluck.com. So if you want to see um, my screenshots or most more interestingly, Landon screenshots from his screen time thing on the iPhone. Um, be sure to visit jeffgluck.com and those will be toward the bottom of the interview. Well, before we go, um, there's obviously no more 12 questions coming up, as I mentioned, and there's no more how I got here's coming up for this season. Um, the next episode I'm hopefully planning to do will be a preview of Homestead. I'm going to try to get some audio from Media Day on Thursday in Miami, should I make it there in time, if you know flights permitting. And um, we'll be able to sort of do a, a homestead preview with sound from the four championship contenders, see what they are saying about it going into it. And then there will be a post-race version of the podcast, of course, after Homestead Miami. Um, if you are tuning out after this and you don't listen to the post-race podcast or anything, be sure, though, to check your feed in the off season, I'm going to try to maybe come up with some fun podcasts uh, on the downtime. Um, not sure exactly what that will entail yet, but um, make sure to check back. Just uh, refresh it every once in a while to see what's new, because hopefully I will have some content over the off season uh, to get us through the December months. You can still talk about racing, even though there's no racing going on. So 
Um, thank you though for for listening all year, and especially those who say that you know, hey, uh, I I listen to this while I'm mowing my lawn or while I'm driving to work or while I'm working out or whatever. Um, when people walk up to me and say that uh, tweet ups or mention that on Twitter, like that's just so cool to me and so amazing that people are actually taking the time out of their day to listen to this because it's a big time commitment. I mean, when you're on on a website and you click my article or something, I mean, you know, people might scroll through or whatever. And, you know, I don't assume that everybody takes the time to read an entire article. But when people are listening to this and they're responding to something that I said at like the end of a podcast or things like that, like at the end of the uh, How I Got Here podcast that I, I did with myself um, last week, I got a lot of great feedback on that. And I'm like, wow, people said that they listened to the whole thing. It's it, it was crazy to me. And that really meant a lot. So um, to those of you who, who make it through the whole thing of these, uh, it's, it's really appreciated. And um, no, no plug this week or anything like that. I just wanted to say thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for, for listening and supporting this podcast. Anyway, we're not done yet, but that's all for now. So I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. <laughs>